Hello, wonderful people. Happy New Year. This is Jason English with Things About Things. And in this episode of Things About Things, we are not simplifying concepts without sacrificing depth. This is the first installment that will be kind of the occasional episode episode that I'm calling Things I Like About Things. So this is still the same Things About Things, but more specifically, Things I Like About Things. So I sat down with my good friend and neighbor, Joe Mager. He's been on the podcast, I think it was a year or two, a couple years ago, we talked about analog music, analog photography, stuff like that. This time, uh, the theme was music, but we're not trying to simplify music without sacrificing depth. We simply sat down, press record, and talked about music with the only real rule being that we're going to be positive. In 2022... We need some more positivity. So we just pressed record and talked about things we like about music. French pop music came up. Punk, jazz, classic country, and more. It was really fun. I'd love to hear from you. I want to know, whenever you listen to this podcast, to Things About Things, why do you listen to it? Why do you come back to it? Those episodes that you share with friends, which ones are they? Why do you do that? This one, this is different. This is just, you might not learn very much. Although, you know what? I learned a lot just listening to Joe talk about music. But this is just fun. Just positive energy in the world. Press, Just press and play on something and listening to some people talk about things they like about things. I'd also like to hear from you. I'd love some suggestions. What types of things would you like to hear people talk about in the category of the things that they like about that thing? So starting with music, I'm going to ask some friends of mine that just like different bands and sports teams and hobbies, just why they, not so much for us to learn from an expert on anything, but just talk about things we like about it. So hope you enjoy the first ever installment at the very beginning here of 2022, the first ever installment of Things I Like About Things. Enjoy. So much more about music than I do. I don't know what I it is. Know. I don't know. I never feel real comfortable with that idea because, like, um, you know, you could say maybe technical aspects of it, you mm-hmm. know, I have some theory and some formal training, but like, music is an art, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's, it should be. Uh, it's accessible for anybody that, you know, you just listen to it. That's all you have to know about music is how to listen. I love that you can go anywhere in the whole world and there's going to be music. Always, yeah. It's got to be one of the oldest universal things there is. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I guess, yeah, I think you can probably trace it 
in some form back through every culture, right? Like ever. Gotta be. Uh, I wonder if it's before language. That's a good question. Yeah. Although it is sort of a language, but before like yeah, vocalized like maybe did somebody bang before they said something. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Remember that movie? Did you ever Vaguely, see? Vaguely, yeah. Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, man, so good. He starts shaping the <laughs> yeah. stuff with the mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that the one that went? Dun, 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 dun. It was like communication with the spacecraft with the sound. Remember? Of, yeah, I think that was like. How do we communicate with this? thing we don't know it's not like we can speak english and just sort of hope that they know english it's they went and it was like waiting for them to mimic it back it's like music was the language before words yeah yeah and it 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 describes abstract feelings so much more than words do too you know I wish there was a way to put towards that feeling, but I guess that's why it's that's why it transcends the words. Yeah, it's the it's kind uh, of art emotional response. I guess that's how I feel about abstract paintings. Yeah, it's like, well, you could write a whole paragraph about what you meant, or you could just paint the painting. And I like the painting better than the paragraph explanation about the painting. Brian always used to say that that's all people went to art school for was to learn how to like bullshit. So they <laughs> yeah. could just say like, this is what this means. This is what right. this is. Right. <laughs> I think there's some truth to that. Well, it's cool too, though, to like have to learn how to analyze something. You know, I guess that's really the point of it. It's yeah. like how to pick, up, pick it apart, find the influences and the genres and... Same with music. Speaking of genres, did you have a, such an eclectic taste, man? The stuff that you've listened to over the years—I don't even know what genre it is or to put you. I mean, lots of country music. That's true. But <laughs> Always old, country old music. Old school version of More, country. Yeah, I guess I stopped listening to like mainstream country in like the mid '90s, probably. Yeah. Like, that's Garth not... Brooks and yeah. George Strait and stuff were still pretty top of the charts, and I still can. I still like listening to that stuff, you know. That from like, back then. Yeah, I like I Garth too. Brooks, man. Like, yeah. he's got some good shit. But I mean, like, uh, who else? That '90s and before that. When you say country music, because it's like things are so different now when you say the phrase country music yeah it's not even classic country is what most people would refer to the stuff from like the 60s and 70s kind of the golden age of country music in a lot of ways you know the george jones and oh man Waylon and yeah i mean there's just like how did you get into that i don't know <laughs> Well, I mean, so I liked... I mean, the, you didn't grow up liked, in the South. No, I liked the country music of um, the 90s, like I was saying. So I kind of... I don't know. Um, Bryony has a lot of old country records, so I got and a good chunk from her. that's even funnier to think of, like, <laughs> the, British, the British lady. Yeah. 
It's yeah, there's to a, say the Western guy, but there's a good healthy country influence in British rock, especially. Um, really? Graham Parsons used to hang out with the Rolling Stones a lot. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of that like early late sixties, early seventies Rolling Stones stuff has heavy country influence in it. You know, they they're all twangy and stuff. Right, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, just friend, I don't know. Just record stores and seeking it out over the years yeah i mean i'm i'm still not good at finding music on the internet yeah like i still have never i mean i'll let um pandora or yeah whatever suggest stuff to me but like well that's kind of like the guy at the record store suggesting something yeah but those always seem to just get stuck you know i Uh never so it's hard um totally get that yeah i my favorite memories from like high school is getting the new record release catalogs from the you know hopeless records or fat records or you know these were mostly like west coast punk rock labels but they would put out you know a a catalog a couple times a year and it'd be all the new bands they'd sign and their records and the discography and you'd flip through it and you know and technically (laughs) that information plus way more is available on the internet Totally. But for some reason, you don't get into it when it's digital like that. Well, and I think it's more just like the internet is just too overwhelming. Like, I, I can't tell. I can't tell even like how everything. much I like stuff when I find it on there. It's like, it feels weird. Just, I'll listen to something and a lot of times it's on your phone and it doesn't really and I'm just it like. sound the same. Yeah, it's hard to, I don't know. It's just such yeah. a different, I just never got used to it or haven't yet. Right. So something about touching it, putting it in a thing, pressing a button. and Yeah, bringing it home from uh, just yeah. more intentional, like not yeah, yeah. just stumbling, like someone suggests it to you or, because I'll still go to the internet for a specific band. If someone's right. like, oh man, you got to check these guys out. Yeah, sure. Then I'll go look at it and listen to it and that's fine. It's the discovering Digital discovery is less on the internet. That's really hard. Yeah, right. you're fine finding it on there as long as an actual human was the one that suggested it. <laughs> yeah, it needs like maybe it just needs more connection. Right, like some random band somewhere on the internet. Like, right. where do you even begin with that? It could be anybody. But oh, hey, so and so likes these guys, and I know him or her, and so right, I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> right, I don't know. Maybe so. That's you're not a fan of AI. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So country, though. Then all of a sudden you got punk. I don't think they're as different as they seem. Country and punk rock. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Like song structure wise, like they're you know most genres rock country like there's kind of just some general songwriting structure hmm. you know throughs um a lot of it's the old blues bass just one four or five you know that's the pop music kind of chords where we've gotten used to listening to so it's just like i don't know different experiences told from different points of view but you know i think the point of writing a song in any genre is the same in terms of just trying to convey a yeah i wonder if it's like there's a certain amount of stories that 
can be told and they all kind of have themes archetypes you're gonna it's gonna be a love song you know there's different categories and they're all no matter which genre it is i guess they're they're still gonna touch on them yeah yeah exactly it's like any storytelling device mm -hmm. you know you gotta somehow you know elicit a response from your yeah. listener you know you want them to connect somehow and maybe it's to party right <laughs> yeah. maybe somebody died you right know, it's you know. unbelievable yeah the spectrum yeah there's a song for like every feeling <laughs> oh my gosh every feeling has a song <laughs> so true that could be daniel tiger <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Bluegrass and punk rock are almost like hand in hand sometimes when I listen wow. to them. It's just like. I don't understand those. Really guys. just fast. Yeah, okay. Quick yeah. changes. Yeah. You know, a little melody over that. Just, you know, pretty straight ahead. It's fascinating because <clears throat> you think of the types of people that choose them. It doesn't seem like the same culture at all. Yeah, and yeah, they probably are. But they somehow, why would they still have the same kind of approach to music if the culture is so different? Or maybe it's, it's not as different the, as I think. Right. It's well, just again, it's that same universal like drive to write a song. You know, Gosh. some that that must all kind of come from the same I guess a genuine effort anyway from the same kind of parts of the brain that just want to express Whatever, same as any creative out, you know, like mm -hmm. form of expression. Mm -hmm, that's cool. Maybe they're not different. I maybe I, I might be. I might classify and categorize people groups um, and overdo it because I'm thinking punk. So different than country, that's like they would never be together and never culturally. But maybe they. Maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe, it's like no, they're basically still the same. Yeah, like if um, I were to if I were to think go talk about another part like say India, with like a billion people, right? Over a billion people, and if I heard Indian music that was from like the West Coast, that had more like attitude, and and then I heard other Indian music that was from the Southeast, and I'd be like, nah, it sounds basically the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. I wouldn't know the nuance. Totally. And someone in India would be like, oh my gosh, this is so different. Mm -hmm. Like the energy and the passion, no, you don't the hear feels. that. You don't hear the difference, and I'd be like, "No, nah, dude, it just sounds like Indian music," you know. And then someone from India might come here and be like, "I don't see the difference. It's just kind of the same pace, and they're kind of saying the same thing." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, punk and country." But well, you're so familiar with it, though. You 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 tend to. Well, see those them. two examples, yeah. So I grew up listening to a lot of punk rock, and I listened yeah. to a lot of country music over the years. So yeah, those are my more comfortable. Not even necessarily punk. I would just say rock in general. Yeah. Because I, I like a lot of metal. I like, I mean, there's there's a lot of really just cool shit out there. Gosh, I would love to just have read an, an encyclopedia of genre overlap. In cultural influence because yeah. I'm thinking like now rock sub 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 genres yeah. like rock like when punk is rock mm -hmm. right metal is rock I would say yeah I don't normally think of bluegrass as rock no 
and I don't normally think of country as rock, but except there's some modern stuff that there's been more overlap, but I don't think of them as yeah really touching each other. I don't normally think of hip hop or rap as rock, but there's also plenty of intentional overlap there too. Yeah. Yeah. Rock's a pretty general term. I think it refers more to the feel of a song than mm. anything, you know I mean? Cause a lot of countries in four, four rock is famously in four, four. It's like, I don't know. They aren't really that different again as far as song structure and just the bones of it, the changes, the melodies and things right. like that. Or, you know, it's, it's all the other stuff. It's the treatment, you know, it's the yeah. guitars, the drums, right. the, the styling of it, you know. And then there's all, I mean, there's you know, so many more, even than those genres, but then there's a, another category in my mind that is n outside of that, all the things we just said, outside of that world, classical music oh, yeah. or like symphony orchestra yeah. it's like doesn't even count in any of the stuff yeah it's, but jazz yeah. oh wow yeah, yeah I mean, but i would still say jazz kind of has a pre-rock and roll almost like before rock and roll was invented jazz was its predecessor i don't know why i've always thought that i think they both have their roots in blues oh, okay. so they probably just share that yeah, like gosh, common man. you know that's most american music you know. And yet, when I am driving in the car, I sometimes skip over anything rock, rap, blue, all that. I skip over and I'm looking for jazz or classical. And then other times, it's anything but jazz or classical. <laughs> I just want it to be pop song or... If you like jazz at all, I feel like you're not of the mainstream, you know. Oh, I that's think, true. You yeah. know, like... I. Playing piano and the jazz bands in middle school and high school and stuff like I really enjoyed that and got a, a taste for it. it. May you know maybe it's an acquired taste yeah. to some degree. I don't know, but yeah, I, I definitely love some good straight ahead jazz tunes. I think jazz might be. It's not necessar necessarily my favorite kind of music in terms of like my purchase history, but I think the way that I think is like it's that avant-garde like just go with how it goes but it only works if everyone knows what they're doing it's like don't just go with the flow meaning like don't even know the instrument that's obviously yeah it's a fail there's a... everyone's an expert you maybe you don't have to plan you just go with the feel and yeah and like legit jazz music musicians they all have like huge catalogs in their heads you know they could sit down with four random guys and just be like, this song, yep, boom, and just Gosh, do it. Right, <laughs> they just know it. Yeah, they know how it goes, and it's pretty cool, all those old standards. Can you imagine? Well, you probably can imagine. I never could play it like that. I never was, I never got to that level. What's your, I don't know, the genre that you became your, what the stuff you make? I mean, it was always rock, mm -hmm. but I'd say this last 10 years have been a slow and steady shift to like <laughs> just songwriting, I guess, the, <laughs> right. the acoustic guitar on the couch uh -huh. instead of plugging in with uh, yeah, yeah. other instruments and stuff. So that changed a lot, you know, because it changed the way I started singing and it changed sure. the way I just kind of felt the whole 
process, but so like dads is fun. We're trying to yeah trying to reconnect with like fifteen years ago when I was like real loud and comfortable, you know, just screaming. That's great. Not really screaming, but singing loudly. My out, outside voice. <laughs> so that's what that your style but earlier was that. Yeah, it was really like yell pretty, it out. yeah, more aggressive. Like I still always tried to be melodic, you know, sure. still melody and stuff to it, but that has a little gruff bit of a, and loud and what's that's kind of in the punkish in my mind. It's yeah. yeah, I never would say that my voice would be good for anything other than punk rock where it doesn't really matter you know, uh, what your funny. voice sounds like. You know, it's uh, it's more just it was always just the attitude and the you know you just I didn't worry about it I just didn't even really worry about it um you know it was mindful but and that's where the last 10 years on the couch with the acoustic has been cool because I'm like finding melodies differently and just the whole so what is the approach what's the punk different uh when it's chilled out what's like a chilled out version of punk folk yeah yeah <laughs> I mean uh, I don't know what you, yeah, there is actually the whole folk <laughs> punk genre. Is there really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's like uh, Mischief Brew and there's these uh, Ghost Mice, these bands that uh, it's basically punk rock attitude with acoustic guitars and maybe old suitcases or oh, just, okay. you know, a lot of them are kind of like the crusty train punk kind of oh, folks, yeah. you know, it's a little... They're dirty and, but there's definitely this like real punk has a dirtiness to it. Just in my mind, <laughs> punk is a... that's that's a given, I guess. Yeah, well, these are More like so I always think of them as like the the kids that would jump trains, you know? Yeah, right. So they're like at least one person around has a dog, you know. There's always somebody with a dog in the in these groups, <laughs> but um. Amazing, yeah. Folk, folk punk. I don't know. I think, I think every genre has been like just filled in, you know. So many people you have all the world. big main kind of styles, and then sub, you know, you just keep sandwiching well, and with the internet and, and learning from the world's, you know, having access to other cultures so fast, it's like you can learn. I mean, before the internet, you would have had to travel around the world literally to be like well i was on the west coast and i was influenced by this bubble around me but i decided to go on a trip to miami and i learned this or then i went to india and i learned this and i saw this instrument and now it's just like everything's available so there's going to be an exponentially faster and faster learning and hybrid understanding of things than ever before yeah everything's right there I mean, and, and then, like, think about a small town in any country of the world and how limited their particular resources would be to travel and learn. But if they have the Internet, it's like this Game little changer, village yeah. in the middle, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could be from a small town in Ohio in the yeah. 80s and the only, in, you know... Maybe somebody's big brother knew about some band, but yeah. it was like whoever came through that town and whoever like yeah. you know, whatever or or maybe the radio happened to get or radio. Turn it know. on and hear one song from 
some single comes out. Yeah. But man, just how many, I don't remember as many names of bands. You, you seem to have dialed in like certain bands that you've listened to in certain, certain genres, you know, but I don't have as much of that. But it's like over the years, so many things that it's like, oh, that soundtrack of that commercial. And I look it up or it's that thing from that movie. Or if you like this, you might also like this. And I click on it and I go, oh, I do like that. But I don't remember what who it was. <laughs> I just liked the, in the moment. Yeah, well, there's so much of it that you can enjoy that. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to worry about it because there's an endless supply of those. Like... But then I sort of feel like I'm missing out that I don't know who it is because maybe if I did, I would research them and I would buy all their stuff and it well, would become true, like yeah. this favorite of mine. But it's like ships in the night. You're like, <laughs> I should have... <laughs> That would have been cool. The girl on the train, you know, it's like that classic, like, <laughs> and then we saw each other and we, and it was over, past, and what if she was, you know, yeah. it's just like, what if that was my favorite band and I don't even know their name? Yeah, serious. A lot of instrumental stuff for me. Yeah, I remember you saying that. It's, uh, yeah, I love, I don't need, what genre is that? It's, uh, so like, um, Instrumental of whatever genre? I guess so. But uh, Explosions in the Sky and then like Sugar Ross, which I know mm -hmm. they sing. But what is that? What kind of music is that? <laughs> um, gee, I don't know. It's like experimental noise yeah. rock. Uh, I don't know. Sugar Ross like especially. They, they're, they're, I don't know what you really call that. Like, what I'm would you call? Actually... I think experimental noise rock is a pretty great... <laughs> combination of words <laughs> it sounds like my genre when you say it like i'm like when you say things like punk atmospheric folk, like, mm, ooh, I you like know that. yeah i don't know what you would really call it specifically what uh what would be uh radiohead what genre is that genre <laughs> i mean kind of the same i guess like right. a little more mainstream maybe right. just like rock i don't know they changed a lot over the years electronic too rock. electronic yeah electronic pop some of their later albums That's true. you know um early stuff definitely like straight ahead just rock yeah. and roll i don't know the the bends that album was god still one of my like most favorite mm. albums I think definitely one of the top probably 10 albums of the rock albums of the 90s. It was cool. just way ahead of, I don't know. That's probably cool. them. That and then Mute Math was in, they, you know, were influenced by Radiohead a lot. And, uh, the Police I like. Um, but then when I think of, you know, if you could only grab a couple albums and go on a deserted island, for some reason I go back to James Taylor. But I think it's just because of my upbringing with, I think it was just like those were the records we had when I was a kid, so I like some of that early. What is that folk? I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, folk. Yeah, uh, like. and it also would carry a lot more than just the you know keeps memories and other things. If you're on an island somewhere, that's true. Yeah. But there's also a difference between just the sound versus songwriting. Mm -hmm. Like when I think of a lot of the ones I just named. I don't remember any of the messages of Radiohead. Yeah. What they were trying to say in yeah. words. Like I don't really know anything. I just liked it. 
Yeah, uh, definitely a, de- <laughs> a very different. Uh... Right, right. But that goes back to the abstract thing. Mm-hmm. There's the sound of sounds and the way it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And that's different than, you know, a uh, fire and rain lyrics of James Taylor. It's not about just like. Totally. I'm thinking about his words. Yeah. Well, and isn't that like we were saying right at the beginning? One of the cool things about it is even if you didn't understand the language, yeah. the lyrics and the words matter, you know, because it it's just. Sugar Ross is a good example. They're singing totally, Icelandic, yeah. Icelandic, and you're like, I kind of right. get it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel you, man. It's Yeah, it's just the emotion of right. it more than anything. Yeah, I know. And then you're like, yes. <laughs> it's really cool. The dog knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that? She tried to do it back. Bryony has a lot of like um, 60s French pop music. Wow. And that's a, another example I feel like of, you know, just no idea what they're singing about, but it's just. I don't even know just like, what that would sound like. It's like I think uh, Brigitte Bardot and. She's kind of the famous one. I don't even remember all the different names, but. It's stuff that I, you know. It's I. I think similar to the you know, especially the '60s. It's still kind of that folk movement. It's just kind of got its own style to it. I always I think of what you just said, but I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna just if you just do like '60s French pop. I'm sure it'll give you all kinds of stuff. Um, Nancy Sinatra always felt like she had that kind of influence to me. There's something about her songs that she did with Lee Hazelwood. They, it felt like it had some European kind of. Right, let me look that up too. Bri could, she could turn you on to a bunch of good stuff. You're the, I mean, you two are the only ones that I know that have ever spoken of 60s French pop. (laughs) Is this an example? Yeah, it's a little, yeah. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty good example. It's a little noisy and dancey, yeah. I don't know. With like trippy video back. Yeah, I've never actually seen any video <laughs> associated trippy. with this before. It's a little weird, but <laughs> sideways. Wow. 
That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> Somebody somewhere has written books on 60s French pop. I'm sure, it's, yeah. There are probably PhDs written about it, like dissertations. Some guy, yeah, someone that's... Somewhere. Tenured professor, yeah, of... in some library. There's just like a <laughs> with an emphasis on the northern region, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, you're geez, you mean all of France? You're not even gonna focus on the north? In probably like the late sixties. In the, I mean, we could do that. I mean, you could do it better than me, but it, in the U.S. Break down a decade and a genre and a region, sure. and you could start talking about that. What would be the band that would be? Oh yeah, I've, that's a lot of documentaries that I've watched oh, on like yeah. Netflix and stuff. Right. And it'll be like you know, nineteen eighties DC punk scene, you know, oh. hardcore scene, and you know where Dave Grohl got his start yeah. before they lured him out to the West Coast, and yeah, I don't know and the. The Stooges and the kind of the MC5 and that you know, know kind MC5. of rock band, uh, punk bands that came out of um, Detroit. Is that right? Or was it Ohio? And, and how they heard of each other. I mean, pre-internet. Listened to each right. other, communicated about it. Yeah, that was when you'd play shows and people would come out and see you and you'd just network and connect with people right. at the bars and the venues. and Get in the van and drive to the next place. And... Yeah. Yeah, hey, we're setting up a tour. I know a guy and, you know, right. we're in such and such. He can get you a show. And, right. Um, this guy, Tim Barry, that lives in Richmond, who he played in a punk rock band in the... 90s called a veil kind of a, a popular richmond band and uh he posted this thing recently on his instagram and it was their um like diy tour booking guide and it was just like handwritten addresses and names of people all over the country that do house shows and bookings and it was just this yeah and it was just like this network of people all over the country you know and you could just Go through and start calling people up and setting up shows and book your own tour. I mean, that's financially speaking, that is worth a lot of money. Oh yeah, to be able to have that information. You yeah, know? and you know you're hitting places that regularly have shows, and you know it's just kind of like a little safer than the yellow just... the yellow pages yeah. of that network. Yeah, yeah. So when you're mapping out your route, Good you know gracious. where you can stop and book along the way. And... This is cool, you know. It's just so different now. You know? I wonder if that even exists online. Something like that. Oh yeah, like the low level, not like huge, you know, you yeah. know, arenas, but like they're all very well connected these days. Yeah, we did the last like real like sort of official and not even official, but the last tour I did was like in '06, mm -hmm. and I think it was we were starting to like be emailing I remember emailing people and mm -hmm. like it was kind of getting going that way maybe it was Craigslist or something we used and then how'd that usually work financially did they pay you like a little bit to play or give you free beer yeah, or cut something cut of the like door uh -huh, hopefully right. yeah yeah not usually much yeah it was usually just a cut of the door 
And it covered a little bit, maybe. It was not that Hopefully impressive. Gas. Well, then you try and sell records and shirts and stickers yeah. and stuff, yeah. you know. Definitely got to get, like, a cute girl and a nice guy to go man the merch table yeah. and right, right. sling some stuff. But even that's different now. I think bands are funded more on, well, maybe not. I guess the live show still seems to be, like, where the money is. Mm. In the like main in the main music world, from what I understand, like that's it's not the records anymore. It's too hard to really make much on those. So yeah. it's it's these live concerts, and it is it's the merch and it's all the other stuff that goes with. Yeah, it. it's yeah. funny how somewhere along the way people felt like they shouldn't need to pay. Like, no, nah, I don't want to pay for your music, but they'll spend thirty dollars on a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. After the show that has a little logo on there. But if you stuck the, if you said, hey, you know, 10 bucks for the album, like, why would I do that when I can get it for free online? <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't think that the, the people making music at the time were as united on that either, you know? Like, mm. I think there's definitely a lot of artists that just, create for the sake of putting it out into the world and if they can make a living while they're doing it that's great you know it's really awesome mm -hmm. but i you know i mean they, they just had to change their whole revenue model i guess everything just had to shift because you're right like napster i was a freshman in college when napster mm -hmm. came out. i definitely like sat there for 20 minutes at a time downloading yeah. An MP3, you know. Oh yeah. Just there was waiting. some other one that I used to do that with, but I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, there's anything all... you could think of. It was came yeah, up you just and type you just, it in, and yeah. somebody's got it up there somewhere, and you have yours up there where they other people can download yours. Even stuff. I remember downloading um, like intro jingles to like TV shows when I was a kid and cartoons <laughs> when I was a kid. Like I would just try it out, like He Man song and be like right away he's right there There's... download <laughs> same thing with uh the youtube now i mean just if yeah. you can even think of it there you go if you can even think of it it's probably up there yeah or will be in the next like couple of days yeah yeah and then if, <laughs> if you... you just thought of it somebody else did at the same moment <laughs> and they're gonna beat you to it <laughs> right it's in the universe <laughs> And then there's copyright of that, and sometimes they get taken down if it's owned by somebody. I can't remember what that thing was called. But yeah, then it became not allowed, right? The That was considered piracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess still is. They've probably got a pretty good lock on it these days. I mean... It's just the, the streaming service kind of emerged as the, the way to go, isn't it? Because you can have a subscription. And, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't ever had a Spotify account. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people seem, you know, CJ and Kieran particularly, they swear by it. But every once in a while, I'll get on their phone and search something, and I'll try to just be like, I mean, I, I want to stump it, obviously, you know, yeah. but 
at the same time, it's like, well, you know, let me think of stuff that I actually do like to listen to and might want to just pull up yeah. sometime, you know. And I, I feel like a lot of times that they don't have stuff that I would like, you know. But then that's what my iPod is for. I have most of that stuff at this point collected up on my iPod. So, man, that's impressive that you it. can find stuff that it's, that's not on there. It's probably some, it's probably like a band that only existed from like 92 to 98. Maybe so, yeah. And they, they're, they don't have nobody like they representing sold, them. They don't have rights or anything. They sold 4,000 just... CDs in one region of the country. And then they now are like working in a cubicle somewhere doing something. Right. For, right? And you want to hear their music on Spotify. And Spotify's like, really? <laughs> Why yeah, would we have them on here? That might be a good example. And you're like, never mind. I have them on my iPod. Yeah, like, I'm the only one I, left. Today. I burned that CD onto my iPod. And they, yeah, and there's probably fifteen only, years ago. And there's probably only 150 people left in the world that even have that, because <laughs> that band has been gone for 20 years. There is an there is this girl that me and Bride both really like it, and she's probably that exact situation where. I mean, I've never seen anything heads or tails of her other than this one album that she put out. Like, and we've looked her up a time or two. So, she's not performing anymore. She's not doing anything, but she put out this one record. And me and Brian like listen to it fairly regularly. I don't yeah, know. like I mean, it's it, meaningful. It comes to you. in. Yeah, it comes around. Her songs come on, and I've had that thought. I'm like, who? I wonder who else is like actually gets anybody to hear this. Can, yeah, know? does this anybody care cool, anymore? Yeah, and it's a cool... How did you even find out about her? I met her. She was at a party. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we were like wow. just hanging out at a party one night, and um, we had a lot of mutual friends. And, and she just made an album? And, and she, Well, she told me about it, yeah. She was like, I have this record, and she it was on like iTunes or something like that. Maybe it still is. No. Yeah, I guess it, that it probably is, actually. And... I don't know. I should look at that but, up. But it never really got featured anywhere. It right. It's, like, you know, maybe just had like a handful of downloads or whatever. Wow. I don't know. It's it's out there somewhere. I know there's that one record, but... I want to find out uh, if I just YouTube here. you remember her name or no? Lauren Taylor, I think it was. Do you remember anything else? The like? record's called... I think I actually have it on my phone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I have just a handful of full records on my phone. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, she did make the the cut. Um, yeah, that's saying something. Gosh, what is it? It was Taylor, I thought. Lauren. Oh, maybe it goes by first name. Yeah, there she is, Lauren Taylor. Almost Charming, that's the record. 2005. I think she's from South Carolina. Oops. No. Maybe I'll Google instead. Eight years of the... I don't know. Maybe that could be her. That? I don't know. Almost charming. That's the on Amazon. 
You can buy the CD for four seventy five plus three ninety nine shipping. Yeah, I feel like I should buy it just to like for her to be like, "What the fuck?" It's like someone remembers. <laughs> oh, I love that. But yeah, that's the record right there. So that's band the only camp. thing. Maybe we can. Oh, does she have a band camp? Look, here it is. Okay, there you go. Think of you. Yeah. Is that is that an accurate one? You think? Yeah, the whole thing I like. There, I think all the songs are good. It's a. The recording is a little, you know, like I think it's just kind of a demo. I think. When you Please don't think Don't think of me And when you talk To yourself Please don't speak Don't speak of me And when you stand Man, it's probably more nostalgic effect than anything for me that I still enjoy the record. But. I can even hear that. I mean, it, I feel like it's in the genre that we've been talking about with like <laughs> a country punk something that's going on there. Like, I feel the connection. Yeah, it's got a little slide guitar. Yeah, there, right. But, you know, a good strong rhythm guitar. A little high in the mix, but that's okay. What would the 60s French pop ladies think of it? <laughs> uh, would there be any influence there? I don't know. Je ne sais. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I can totally... It does seem like your vibe. Hey, I like her stuff. It's just... Like I said, I don't know what else. She made that one thing. That's it. She just did that. Now she just... Does Who whatever knows, else right? with her life. Who knows? And somebody might be listening to yours from... Yeah. There's a handful of them out there. Yeah. Like, you, you had a half a dozen albums, didn't you? Something like that? Yeah, but nothing is like... Uh, I mean, yeah, but... Somebody might have, like, just burned hand, them. Yeah, they would be just, like, handmade copies. Yeah, right. You know, I think the most I ever did of any of them was about 100 of them. Right. You know, those are out there floating around somewhere, maybe. Right. And somebody might have just, some reason, just connected with it more than other people and just kept it. Maybe. All these years, you know. Could be. And they're just going, yeah, this guy, Joe, <laughs> Mogger, Mager, Major, whatever. Like, nothing about him online. I don't yeah, know what the hell yeah. happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. They wouldn't have Could a be clue. dead. Yeah, they wouldn't have a clue. Was it was it under your name or was it a band? Okay. Yeah, both, both. Most of the most of the stuff over the years was just under my own name. Yeah. 
And I've heard some of it. Yeah, I've thought about putting it up somewhere just for you posterity, totally you know, just to kind of have it out somewhere safe yeah. other than my basement. Yeah, I mean, you know. A lot of it, too, has other musicians on it that maybe lost track of it and might be curious about hearing some old recordings they did. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, give the internet internet more stuff. Put more (laughs) things on there for the aliens to hear (laughs) one day. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny that you think of putting something on the internet as a way of preserving it. But but it's probably probably not going to last. the worst place to do it. It's not going to last. It has the... (laughs) perception yeah of like foreverness yeah i always wonder about like some of those big server like warehouses you know what if the power goes out yeah well i mean obviously they have some backup plans but i know it's your your point if yeah this is going to end this experiment is going to end (laughs) manage to actually cut the power to a, a warehouse full of servers like that information gone? No, oh, you know, they have multiple backup things going on at any given time. They wouldn't mm-hmm. put themselves in that position. But it's just a matter of time, man. Yeah. Internet's going. I, I, I was thinking about this because if the internet goes, I don't know, electricity might be not in good shape either. Electricity probably is easier <laughs> for people to have than the internet, but... uh Anyway, my point is, the only things left I can think would be those, like, you know, those record players that you wrote, that you turn, mm-hmm. with the little megaphone speaker yeah. things. That's the only way I can think you could play music, right? Like, uh, Or just live music. Right, right. But, but I'm mean, preserving an actual recording. Without electricity. Without electricity would be vinyl on those things when you, like... Yeah, I guess so. That sucks. I'm trying to uh, to decide if I'm going to keep... I have like a dozen cassette tapes that are at my mom's that I'm like... I don't... My mom's like, do you want them? I'm like, no, I don't want a cassette of <laughs> DeBarge. But then I'm like, or I do want a cassette of DeBarge. The uh, you know, trailer like... we just bought has a cassette player in it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I've... I let the girls listen to uh, my first ever tape was 1983 or four uh, new edition. Oh yeah. Uh, cool it now, <laughs> Mister Telephone Man, and it was a uh, Ralph Tresvant, uh, Michael Biven. It was Bell Biv DeVoe, those guys. Um, Ralph Tresvant. There was one more, but I think it might just be those guys. Joey, was there a Joey in there? No, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> kind of like early, early. I don't even know what genre it is. It's pre hip hop. Yeah, like it's almost it's like early uh, pop boy yeah. band kind of. Yeah, right, right. But those guys became hip hop people mm-hmm. later, um, and. Uh, that what else did I have from back then? Gloria Stefan. Um, uh, I'm like, yes, you got it. <laughs> like, I don't want that, but then I'm like, ah, but it, it's kind of cool to have an 80s Gloria Stefan <laughs> cassette tape because when the internet crashes, <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to just play that song whenever I want. That's right, I'm gonna have but to you have are gonna have to have electricity or unlimited batteries. <laughs> 
Yeah, I wonder how else you could get audio off of tape. I guess not. And those things suck anyway. Those... Well, Walkman, you know, with a bunch of just start hoarding AA batteries. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh, man, a Walkman. There's nothing like a Walkman. <laughs> Did you ever have a Discman? Uh-huh. And it had the... Uh, ESP. Skip. Anti-skip yeah. thing. And there's a comedian, Gary Goldman, that talks about that. And he's like, or it had the bass boost. Yeah. And then it was like, his favorite one was the shuffle. And it was like, he goes, which one of these songs am I going to get? Which one of these 10 songs That's right. <laughs> am I going to get? That's funny because we were talking about Radiohead earlier and the Benz. Yeah. That album I had on CD and I played on my headphones on my little Discman and with the bass boost on mm-hmm. and I put it on shuffle. Yeah. I just listen to the, the record all different ways. I tried to jog with it sometimes and it had like, because it had that anti-skip, it never worked. Only 10 seconds. It, just, just, it can't. Yeah, it can't handle that much. <laughs> and CDs then, were such a funny like medium to have for that period of time but i felt like they were the ones that were the forever feel like it stays on here forever i mean yeah look look at at this this thing yeah it stays it's just magically in there (laughs) like uh i don't understand how (laughs) no don't touch it (laughs) don't tell you can't touch it though don't scratch it (laughs) yeah that's great the cassette tapes I mean, I don't know how any of it works. It's one of her, like... Is she allowed that? Yeah, it's for her. It's a little... She likes socks, so we gave her one. She steals the kids' socks all the time. S-O-C-K-S. <laughs> uh, I don't understand how any of it actually works, but when I look at a cassette and I see the tape inside, I'm like, okay, I kind of somehow understand that it's there. And then with a record, same thing. It's like, I don't really understand, but it's in the grooves and mm-hmm. it's right there. Yeah. When I look at a CD, I'm like, how is that in there? How is there anything in there? And then I remember when, like, when the digital, I don't know, revolution or whatever you call it. Because I remember thinking, how can they make it any better than a CD? Like as far as quality? Quality or, or yeah. like storage. Well, that was its big thing. It was... The, it was just unsurpassed right. audio quality, you know? Right. You'd never heard anything this clean. But then just like, I remember thinking, okay, the album or the vinyl was like huge, the cassette tape, and then CD was a little bit bigger, but it was skinnier and you could store more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are they going to... I remember thinking this would have been maybe in the early 90s, thinking the next thing I guess would be like, smaller cds <laughs> i was gonna say they'll be like the mini discs <laughs> but they'll hold more and sure enough mini yeah. discs right and they, do you remember laser discs uh-huh. those had those were video right i remember the watching big... a movie on somebody's five thousand dollar <laughs> laser disc player <laughs> oh my gosh it was like the size it was a cd the size of a vinyl yeah like a record yeah, and it had a whole movie on it, and we were like, "Whoa, insane!" And it was supposedly so much better than. I guess that was before DVDs. Yeah, and then basically DVDs they were like miniature laser discs, <laughs> aka CDs. We have the technology. 
It was like the uh, MP3 was was the that was, was the, the revolution game changer. Because they're for... like, what if the storage is it literally invisible, right? And it's yeah, so small, mm -hmm. so reduce the size. There's some stuff. It it has to be like definitely a lower sample rate, but mm -hmm. I can definitely sometimes hear MP3s just being kind of flat. You know, they ah. just lose some of their some of their sound. You know, they take out. So many of these, like, just careful frequencies. That's how they reduce the size, as they, like, compress right. and they remove. take something out. Yeah, remove some of the information. Um, there's this guy, uh, Mersbo. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a... Mersbo. interesting one for you. Yeah, let's so look He's like Mersbo. a Japanese... Look up his Frogger album. Oh, wait, no. Actually, it's not Mersbo. It's... Bands covering, so Frogger is the Mersbo song, her album. Bands covering Frogger by Mersbo. <laughs> Other things I didn't expect to type tonight. Anyway, so there's the, one of the artists on here. I, I don't know if I'm gonna remember it. He does. It's all noise, and he'll do stuff where he highly highly amplifies frequencies that are outside of our human ear we can't hear they're too high mostly oh, yeah some of them are below what we can actually hear but he makes That's them crazy. loud as shit so what ends up happening is you sense them it's like it feels like pressure on your ears no way and you're just like oh i hear that and it's just this inaudible like you just sense what? it. what yeah it's awesome but you can't listen to it on mp3 because those frequencies aren't even there So I don't think it would even work on That's streaming. crazy. I think you have to have like a good, full, high quality. Talk um, about experimental. That's I'll, like I'll an art. It. That's art to, that he thought to do that. Yeah, it's, yeah. And that album is just, art. yeah, it's, Mersbo is just like this badass, like noise sound sculptor. I don't even know what you call it. He's an what, artist. What do I even... I can just pick one if you want to hear his stuff. It's Like anything? Yeah. it's. Frog is the famous one. Oh, let's do that. That's kind of like one of his more known pieces. It's only 34 minutes, so... <laughs> Wait, what? Stick with it for a minute. Okay. Yeah, this is meant to screw with you, right? 
Like, is this art or is this a practical joke being played on it's, me? I, I mean, I would say this is le- legitimate. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, like I said, I think some people kind of refer to it as, like, uh, audio sculpture. It's, like, <sighs> just creating something to screw textures with you. and canvases. It's, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> noise. It's noise. <laughs> That's what they call it, you know. I mean, it's it's so that has that was influential enough to inspire a whole like another generation of noise artists. (laughs) You know, I mean, what year is that? That's like seventies, I think. I mean, we're this is pretty like maybe it's not that old. I mean, you know, it's like another. So people were listening to that. You know, it's like Jackson Jackson Pollock. Pollock. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Just like really abstract. What if we just went crazy and yeah. made this? Yeah, so, you know, noise is the same idea. It's completely yeah. ignoring all convention and just making sound right. for the purpose of that same response, some emotional response. I like that. And that. it might be grating and like... But it's part of sound. But it's, yeah, like it's a response. Like this dog grating sound. Yeah, like that. You had that that song that you did that was like all those random, like all those noises of like little tools and things clanging together and saying words and yeah, exactly. It's like it's trippy. This dog's bark. That's definitely. um, I think you really got to be in the right mindset to. Just absorb and go into it right. and just allow it to like... That's a whole nother level of abstract. It's not even the same as like abstract music. It's like abstract sounds. Yeah. Not it even, might be a meditative music, quality it? to it. You know? Oh, wow. Where yeah. You're just going to you just let yourself get lost in this. Absolutely. Whatever it is. Don't even try to make sense of right. the just pattern. Just go. Just feel it. Interesting. So is it music? So I always defer <laughs> to Frank Zappa on this one. Okay. And say he said that any sound that is made with the intent of being music is music. Yeah, it's just the same answer <laughs> as art. It's like if someone wants it to be art, it's art. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, okay, I can't really argue with you on that, but it seems a bit so, like a loophole. So where noise in that very regard gets interesting for me is, so in Richmond, when I was doing that noise project, that you yeah. listen to some of that, um, there there's like a scene there. There's like a noise scene. Um, a lot of bigger cities just have it, and there's you know bands and performers that do this. And I got pretty into that. I was performing, got plugged in, tried it, and was... wow. And the thing that I found really interesting is there's really good noise and there's really bad noise. Right. Like just like, and that's where I was like, this is legitimate because some people are not good at it. It makes and noise. all you're right. doing is making noise, and they still like. I think I know a few don't, of those people. <laughs> you know, you're just like you're not. It does. It doesn't have the uh, you know. Yeah. And so that that's when I was like, well, there. That's all the legitimacy I need is that. I can tell if uh, I'm responding to it or not. Yeah. Wow. The noise scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Seems, yeah, dude. That seems sort of punk. Punk <laughs> yeah, rock in it's... a way. Punks would like that, the noise scene. Yeah, it's not worrying about whether it's popular or not. <laughs> right. That's for sure, you know. Um, I mean, I actually did play some, like, pretty crowded venues doing that. I was surprised that, you know. It also could have just been popular at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was, I don't know, was it the... Maybe that was a mid two thousand, early two thousands thing, you know. I don't know. I didn't know about it. Richmond was really good in that regard, though, because it's like a freaking. The music in Richmond is insane. I mean, from jazz and world music, and I mean, there's like a couple of freaking like world class salsa bands out of Richmond. There's, and then punk and guar. Guar's from Richmond. What's guar? You know guar. That, I don't like, know guar. <laughs> um, so what's a good Guar reference? I think it was Empire Records. Do you remember Empire Records? Yes. Do you remember when he was like wanted to be in the band, and they're like, "Too bad you don't play guitar. Now we have to eat you." And they're like wearing these big crazy costumes, and you'll have right. to look it up. I can't even describe it. Just yeah, Google any Guar concert, and it's like. <laughs> huge elaborate like but punk rock DIY um, stage props and costumes and stuff it's like it's all homemade stuff Whoa. but very elaborate and the music is like just over the top, like metal. We're gonna every bad thing you can think of. <laughs> All right, here goes nothing. <clears throat> we went sixties French pop to guar. And now we've ended up here. Get ready to have your face melted. Yeah, they probably had. Yeah, they. That's that's what I was saying. Too bad, now we have to eat you. Coming out of Richmond, 
it's an interesting spot. There's a lot of uh, kind of crossover. It's it's definitely a stop on the like jazz circuit from New York down to hmm. like Atlanta and stuff. There's a lot of just touring happens up and down mm -hmm. the the eastern seaboard. And uh, yeah, man, Richmond's it's on the map. Mm -hmm. So I was just fortunate at that time to be just totally immersed you know that's when yeah. i was working at the studio recording studio i mean i was right. just like a hundred percent into everything that was going on and you might have more obscure albums because of that than the average person yeah i mean i was buying cds and records at shows to just support you know, like, so there yeah, might have been good. yeah yeah they might have yeah. only made 50 of those right you know, right whatever and you're like you sounded pretty good i'll support you and get yeah. you your album sure. totally yeah and maybe they'll take off and i'll have something right. that's collectible you know right right never know i don't it's, think anything i ever bought ever got to be right. worth anything <laughs> it seems similar to my uh baseball card collecting as a kid like oh there's this there's this guy i saw like in spring training <laughs> Maybe he'll be famous one day. I'll, I'll get his autograph on this index card. Yeah. It's like, it's like, no, actually. He won't be famous and no one ever, no one even knows what name that is. On Jose the can what? Yeah, right, that's right. And you've got like, oh, maybe this band will be the next big thing. It's like, no, they won't. There's a, I listen to that classic country radio station all the time yeah. in 98.5. Yeah, yeah. And there's an ad on there for bottled water that's Nolan Ryan. <laughs> He's like, I'm Hall of Fame pitcher Nolan Ryan. <laughs> My wife and I always reach for the blue water. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> How did they get him to do that? <laughs> he was one of the best. Like, yeah, man. I remember him when. I think he threw something like seven no-hitters in his career. Yeah, I think he said that, actually. And most people... Really? I think he said that <laughs> in the ad. Like, seven times no-hitter. I made pitcher. seven no-hitters. Yep. Drink this water. You will, too. My wife and I reach for it every time. <laughs> yeah, he played for the Mets when he was really young, but he also played for the Astros and the Rangers. Hmm. I remember as a kid, people talking about bottled water becoming a thing, and I remember thinking like, "That's not gonna work. Like nobody's gonna buy water in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why would they do that? Right? But it's nothing. It's just just water. Yeah, well, it's stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> I still sort of feel that way. I mean, yeah, I was just, just thinking the same thing. I'm like, actually. <laughs> Yeah, where did that obsession come from? We let our municipal water supplies go so bad that nobody <laughs> right. wants to drink now, them. You're going to want to buy this instead of just getting your faucet water. That's one of the things I'm going to do at the store is put that sink on a point-of-use filter, uh -huh. the one that's for customers. Yeah, yeah. Just let people fill their water bottles that's up cool. with filtered water. Clean yeah. water. Yeah, I like it. I still, I wonder why 
humans love music so much. I can't, the life of me, get this dog to even notice that we're playing music. Like, we've tried to be like, wonder if we really focused on if she would dance. And she has no, she doesn't even know what we're doing. Mm-mm. You know? <laughs> nope. I wonder, like, why do we, well, that's probably a whole other conversation is why do we dance, but. Yeah, I don't know. Music moves like. Why do we care so much? Why do we do it? If you went to any far-reaching corner of the earth, they, they would be doing it on some level. Even if they didn't have much, it would be a primal yeah. something. They'd create something with some strings or totally that you blow into or bang. It's just we want to do it. You're totally right, man. Yeah, it's something. It's just part of our nature. Even just singing. Noticing patterns, maybe. Like it's, we like connecting patterns. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it expresses things that nothing else can. Yeah. It's the only way to like feel those things or share those feelings. Right. It can only be expressed through. Like a sense of some kind. We have sight and smell and all those senses but we also in addition to the actual senses we have certain things about humans that we all want to do we all want or we all connect with singing dancing music they're universal things that some of them some people are Breathing, focused on them more humping <laughs> yeah pooping <laughs> yeah <laughs> Humping, pooping, breathing. So this is like completely way off topic. Well, maybe not as much as we think, but I've been, you know, I like watching these fail videos with the kids, you (laughs) know, and there seems to be a sudden like increase in videos of people's ring camera in the front of their house, you know, on their front door. And how often guests leave the house and immediately just like bust ass <laughs> as soon as they are out the door. <laughs> it's like all these videos people just be like, oh. you know, and this guy's like, man, you were waiting for that. Huh? And his wife's like, yeah. <laughs> like just... so, I'm like, wow, that's a thing. The unknown aspects of the rain, it's pouring rain. Uh-huh. Boone, man. <laughs> yeah, just things you never knew your guests did until you put a camera on the front door. <laughs> and things that the inventors of it would never have thought were an aspect, the side effect of their invention. They were like, yeah, you know, you just want to check and make sure there's no one intruding. Your fart cam. <laughs> so many falls, too, like, like the UPS delivery guy falls and the... Yep. A lot of them are like, a lot of them I've seen are just husbands coming home or something like that. They just take the wrong step. Yeah, just bust their ass. <laughs> just missing that first little step by a millisecond and they smash into the door. <laughs> it is really funny, man. I got into those years ago when I was working at earth fair in the wellness department yeah 
And you may remember this. There was a year where I think Olive had started kindergarten. I think the girls were in kindergarten. And I started in the wellness department. It was like all at once. And I was sick like every other week. Just between people coming in at work sick and the kids coming home with stuff. Uh It was like a whole winter of just being freaking sick all the time. And I got sick of it. So I was doing a lot of research on natural ways to boost your immune system and just trying to, you know, not be miserable. And one of the things was talking about laugh therapy and how all the, like, hormones and the positive effects of laughing. And they were like, if you can get a couple of good belly laughs a day, that's really good for your immune system. And I was like, whoa. So I got in the habit of putting on those fail videos at night before I went to bed and just, like, laughing my ass off. That's great. And Bri would just be shaking her head. She's like, what is... You know, she she doesn't really think they're funny. And I'm like... It's hilarious. She's like, but they're getting hurt. And I'm like, not that bad. You know, like, it's okay. Right. Nobody's dying. Right, right. You know? I'm like that with those kind of videos. But originally, it was America's Funniest Home Videos. Totally. That's really the original version of all that. And it's just like, I'm just going to trust that they're not going to show me of death. Right. And it's just like, it hurt. He got hit with the ball in the groin again, but he's going to be okay. You know, he falls off the jet ski. He didn't die. Right. And so I just sort of trust them. And then I just like really belly laugh, like true laughter. It's good for you, man. A lot of trampolines in those. Yep. Belly flops. Uh And anybody over 30, let's say, Trying to use some like motor small motorized vehicle, like oh we got a little mini bike for the backyard. Dad's getting on it. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> and it's a, or or somebody's like they don't they the the accelerators with their hand and they don't really know to just let go of it and they just like and they just won't let go. Yeah, it's always one of those. There are a lot of ramps. They a lot of people build ramps. That's a big one. Mhm. <clears throat> yep, and it's always funny when they. A lot of roofs, a lot of uh, sh- snowing, um, shoveling s- snow off roofs. A good amount of those. The fail army one too has themes, so you can oh, look at right. just like hoverboard fails, and it's just all videos of people <laughs> eating shit on a hoverboard. <laughs> so they're driving fails. That's always one I like. People just. You know, being stupid while they're driving. Carton art. <laughs> God, that's funny. <laughs> I keep meaning to show that to Brian. I always forget. Hmm. And then there's, I guess, funny music. Weird Al. <laughs> I never really laugh very much Shreds. at those. Right. Weird Al, yeah. I I was a big Weird Al fan in high school. It was kind of in his heyday, you know, in the late 90s. He, yeah, what I'm thinking, when I think of Weird Al songs, I remember Eat It mm-hmm. instead of Beat It, Michael yeah. Jackson. Um, Amish Paradise. Right, that <laughs> right. was a big one. <laughs> um, yeah, oh man, tons of them. Uh, like a Surgeon. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing he had to pay like significant royalty for the rights to be able to do that. I don't really know how that works, but <sighs> yeah, there he got there was a lawsuit I think with Eminem. He did an Eminem <laughs> song, and I think Eminem sued him for, but there. I don't know what came of that. I think it's he's pretty clever about it, you know. Uh-huh. I think there's you know the the lyrics are all changed and right. like there's just enough that of the melody that's different. Yeah, and I feel like the song was poking fun at him too for like not letting him use the song or something. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, it was really just <laughs> That's great. And then he has there's a like one of my favorite videos is Eminem interview or I mean Weird Al because he had a TV show for a while. Do you remember Weird Al TV? No. It was very short-lived, but uh, he had a TV show for a little while. And in one of them, he interviews Eminem. But all it really is is an Eminem interview that he just completely splices oh, and gosh. cuts all up. Right, right. So it's, and it just is so <laughs> funny. Like, ridiculous how he, uh, he's a genius, man. He's just so good. <laughs> Just put Weird Al interviewing Eminem. <laughs> We've come this far. We might as well go. Where's the edge of the music? Um, yeah. 60s French pop. Guar. Guar. Weird Al interviews Eminem. <laughs> All under the genre, all under the topic of music. Yeah, I thought I saw lightning. Welcome back to NLTV. Right now, it's time for our exclusive interview with Mr. Marshall Mathers, also known as Eminem, also known as the Real Slim Shady, also known as Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. We'll follow his startling transformation from hardcore Alf fan to hardcore rapper. This is indeed a pleasure. Marshall, welcome to Al TV. Uh, I'm sorry, should I call you Marshall or Missy? Marshall, you know what I'm saying. Well, Marshall it is then. Hope it wasn't out of line to ask. No, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> because, you know, I wouldn't want you to be offended. And I'm not. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I. I told you. I told you. I said that. I told you. 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 I told have you ever met Celine Dion? I have felt like killing her before. <laughs> well, obviously, we all have. Um, ever felt like killing anybody else? You know, most of my family members. That's nice. Which reminds me, do you feel that you owe at least part of your success to the loving support that your family has given you over the years? I don't owe nobody in my family nothing. You don't owe nobody in your family nothing? Wow, that's a triple negative. <laughs> Does that mean that you do owe somebody in your family something? It's like, it's up to you to decide, you know. Oh, I almost forgot. I know it's your favorite, so I made you a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. 
I knew you'd make it. I knew you'd make it. But before I give it to you, I just want you to answer me one simple question. What is the mathematical formula used to determine the area inside a pentadodecahedron? It's a simple formula. It's a simple formula. All right. What is it? You know. No, I don't know. What is it? It's 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 easy. I mean, the the formula is first of all, there. You know. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So I better just shut up. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, well, we're now. Uh, Tom Segura, the comedian in his podcast, he catches on to that with when people say, you know what I'm saying, and he does, it, he plays into it. It's so funny. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> oh man. Not me. Not me. Oh, weird Al. Nobody like him ever, like before or after. Seriously, no one's even tried anything like that that I've ever seen. <clears throat> Gump, Gump's out alone on a bench in the park. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how did he pull off his stuff? His he had a lot of original tunes too that were pretty really? hilarious. Yeah. I always like the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. It's like a six-minute long story of this guy taking his family to go see the biggest ball of twine. They, like pick up a homeless guy and like his camera gets stolen. It's just wow. Yeah, yeah. He's he really is pretty talented. Not everybody's taste, obviously, but you know right. he's good at what he does. Right. This does three? No. I got. Oh, that's going to the phone, I see. I got a different one. For when. Someone else joins us. That's cool, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yep. So, it'll hopefully work. <clears throat> Pick some topic, thinking we could pick a topic, and instead of just always free flowing about it, we could like have stats. I don't know. Read read a, st a bunch of stats about it, and then just respond to it. Just yeah, some prompts. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this dog is not going to sleep. Just being a dog. Just being a dog. All right. All right. I'm going to walk back. Uh, Maybe see how the... Uh, want a rain jacket or an umbrella? I think I'm just going to go for it. I didn't shower yet. So there we go. Oh, that'll count. <laughs> now I don't have to. Yeah. It's getting bad when you get home. Ah, it's just raining. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I hope you enjoy it. What do you think? Just Joe and me talking about things we like about things. That's the first one. Music. Hopefully plenty more to come, but I'd love to hear from you. What do you think? What do you want to hear about? 
And if you like these things, as always, you can go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things.